turn in your Bible to the passage that Brother Barry read a little while ago in Genesis chapter 18. In Genesis chapter 18, beginning in verse 10. Now, you must get the, set, the setting in this story. Abraham was 99 years old. <clears throat> His wife, Sarah, was almost that same age. She was in her 90s. God had been promising Abraham a son. They got impatient, and a few years earlier, 13 years before this, Sarah had finally said, well, Abraham, we're probably not going to have that son. I'm going to give you my handmaid, uh, Hagar, to be your uh, second wife or concubine or mistress. And you can have a son by her. So Abraham and Sarah ran out of patience. They did not wait on God. And that's been one of the big problems in all of our lives. So Abraham and Hagar had a little boy named Ishmael. Now you fathers know that you would love your son, no matter how he got here and who his mother was. And Ishmael was loved by his father Abraham. But Sarah was jealous. And she told Hagar to leave and Ishmael to leave. Well, Ishmael, when he was 13, made fun of Sarah because God kept his promise to Sarah. God said, Sarah, I promised you you're gonna have a little boy. Abraham, I promised you, you didn't wait on me, but I made a promise and I always keep my promises. Remember, God's promises can be counted on. Not one promise has ever failed. Sometimes we interpret it wrong, but it never fails. And so in the process of time, God appeared to Sarah and said, now you're gonna have a child next year. And she laughed. She didn't really believe. And the angel said, why did you laugh? Oh, I didn't laugh. Yes, you did, you laughed. <laughs> and then the angel said one of the most remarkable things in the entire word of God. He said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, years and years later, the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and told Mary that she was going to have a son. His name would be called Jesus. He would save his people from their sins. And Mary didn't understand this. And then the angel of the Lord said to Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. Amen. That's another way of saying the same thing. Is anything too hard for the Lord? With God, nothing is impossible. I wonder if we believe that today. There are several areas I'd like for us to examine as we think of applying that spiritual truth to our lives today. We begin a brand new series of Sundays today, stretching out to the last of December 2002. There are 52 Sundays in the year. Sometimes there are 53. That means 52 or 53 weeks. That means a lot of days. 
and more hours and a lot more minutes and a whole lot of seconds. To examine the truth of the scripture is anything too hard for the Lord. So I want to ask these questions. Number one, is it too hard for the Lord for us to have a Christ-filled life? You know, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we're not sure which way to turn, what to do. We pray and sometimes our prayers are not answered the way we would like. Some of you will remember little Amy Kemp years and years ago, a little eight-year-old girl that had leukemia. I was with her in the emergency room. Her life was fading away and she said, Preacher, pray that I'll receive my sight. She had gone blind with leukemia. And we prayed. In a little while, she opened her eyes in heaven. Someone said, well, God didn't answer her prayer. Yes, he did. He answered her prayer by giving her eternal sight. She was delivered from a body of death. That's the way we experience it when we stand by our loved ones and see them go down into a valley and we, we pray, Lord, you could perform the miracle even now of healing. But faith says, it's all right. Whatever God does is all right. For we know that God is able to work all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Is it too hard for us to have a Christian lifestyle attitude toward death? Well, how about toward life? Some have an unexpected pregnancy. They decide the easy and less embarrassing thing to do is to get rid of this pregnancy, take the life of that little child and protect my reputation. So they go to an abortion clinic, have that little child murdered. What a tragedy. Is it too hard? Is anything too hard? for us to live a Christian lifestyle even when we're in trouble and the trouble is caused by our own resp responsibility? Can we say, Lord, I'm gonna trust you to help me through this. Amen. I'm gonna believe in you. One of the greatest preachers that preached in Kentucky years ago was from Tennessee. His mother was not married when she became pregnant. And in his early life, some made fun, but he gave his heart to Jesus. God began to help him grow. He went on to college and went on to the seminary. God called him to preach. He occupied one of the most famous pulpits in this state for many, many years until he had a heart attack and went to heaven. Is it too hard for us to have a Christian lifestyle toward death, toward trouble, toward the problems that come in our way, even problems that we've caused ourselves, and we can give these problems to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust your forgiving grace. And I'm gonna trust you to help me through this valley time and know that God is able to work all these things together for good. Is it 
too hard for the Lord to help us with our daily habits. I gave an illustration in Sunday school this morning about one of our men had a real struggle with alcohol years ago. Someone asked me one time, can a Christian be, can a man really be saved and still have trouble with alcohol? My answer is yes. Who in this room has not had trouble with the old flesh since you got saved? Alcohol is one of those problems, but there are many others. And this dear man prayed with me and I prayed with him and he asked God to help him overcome. He went through a long struggle with it. And finally God gave him the victory. We sang together that morning at Beach Bend Park, Victory in Jesus. Amen. During those days we had three and 400 people come to our service at Beach Bend Park. He helped me every Sunday. And when he got victory, he was so thrilled. Amen. Came to church, sat over on this side of the room. He's in heaven now. But God was enabling him to deal with this habit of life. Same thing's true of smoking. Same thing's true of smut. Same thing's true of our old vocabulary. Somebody said he cusses like a sailor. But God can change sailors. You think of Bill Flowers. He's here all the time. He was a sailor most of his life. I don't know whether he's in this room right now or not, but he was here earlier. And Bill is a great man, precious man of God. And I'll tell you, God can change people. Is anything too hard for the Lord? What kind of struggle are you going through? Is it a financial struggle? Is it a relationship struggle with somebody? Maybe some teenager with a parent or a parent with a teenager? Sometimes those times are tough. Are you having a hard time adjusting to that dear one who was very, very precious to you and that one's gone now. Is anything too hard for the Lord in regard to what we do with our time, what we do with our pleasure, where we go? You know, there's a, there's a word that says the the influence of a bird's song falls in somebody's ears. It never is in vain. Some people like to stop their ears and don't want to hear the birds. Late at night, you can hear the owl, hoo, hoo. We used to spend the night out at Royal Ranch. And somewhere up that hill was an old owl that would hoot all the way through the night. Sometimes, some of the kids said, I wish you'd shoot that owl, make him be quiet. I said, no, he's just reminding you that he's there. And if there's any big emergency, he'll hoot real big and you'll be glad he was there. <laughs> well, what do we do with uh, our influence? Is our God big enough to take care of our influence? to give us guidelines as to what we do and where we go. Many of you probably go to movies. I'm aware of that. You know, your pastor's not a dictator. If he were, everybody'd tithe and nobody'd go to the movies. <laughs> everybody'd live a certain kind of lifestyle. 
you'll be glad to get rid of me one of these days and I quit preaching like that. But I want to tell you, a few years ago, a young person came to me and he said, now I've heard you say that a person is a stronger Christian if he doesn't go to the movies. I said, I believe that. He said, well, I saw one of our deacons standing in the movie line the other day. I said, well, don't tell me who it was because I preach on that and I'm not trying to preach personally. He didn't tell me who it was. I learned later that man told me he was sorry. You see, when you have an influence, that influence falls on everybody's heart and eyes. Amen. For example, here's another old fuddy-duddy of mine. I'm going to laugh at it if you want to. In our town, we have about 20 restaurants that do not sell beer or whiskey. Those are the ones I go to. I have a hard time understanding why God's people would go to a, a beer joint or a whiskey house to get something to eat when there are plenty of others that don't. One day, <clears throat> the Gideons, they're dear people, I love them. We try to help sponsor them every year. But the Gideons invited me out to eat. So I agreed, I was in their car. And they drove up to this whiskey house. Now you all would call it a restaurant, it's a very fancy place, really nice looking out on Scottsford Road and, and so on. And I said, uh, man, we're Christians, we're not going in here, are we? Oh yeah, everybody goes in here, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to drink. I said, let's go to a place that doesn't sell it. We went to a place that didn't sell it and those guys said, you know, I'd never thought of that before. And so we have a, a Christian conscience that really doesn't carry over into the little things. Is it too hard for the Lord to quicken our minds about those little things in life? In Titus chapter 2, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this present age, looking for the glorious appearing, the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God. Jesus is coming again, and he wants us to guard our influence so that we can, everything we do, whether it be life or death, we can be pointing to Jesus. One of our best illustrations of this is Beth Gifford. Beth knew that she had a death sentence. During the four years of her cancer, two years, she battled it and went on teaching. Amen. And kept on, kept keeping on. Amen. After she got in a wheelchair and realized that she couldn't use all of herself anymore, she said, at least I can use my tongue for Jesus. She went to church after church after church Amen. and gave her testimony. We heard her right here in her wheelchair pointing to Jesus and pointing people to Christ. Amen. Her tapes are available in the office. Anyone would like to have one. Is anything too hard for the Lord? You say, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the heartaches. You don't know the hurts. Like the Negro spiritual said, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus, and he knows. Amen. I want to ask you another question. Is it too hard for the Lord to help us with our family relationships? I've talked with husbands and wife who are about to break up. 
They say, you just don't know what I go through. I said, did you stand at an altar and promise that until death you would stay together? Well, yeah, but they didn't, I didn't understand all that meant. I try my best when I meet with couples before they get married to focus on that. When you stand at this altar, you're saying for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until God by death shall separate you. <laughs> Brother Harlan McGinnis used to say, we've never talked about divorce, but we have talked about murder. <laughs> you know, God can enable you. Is anything too hard for the Lord? If you say something's too hard for the Lord, then you just will tear that page out of the Bible. You imagine a 99-year-old man and a woman in her 90s having a little baby. And the angel said, when you laughed, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is it too hard for the Lord for him to enable you to stay together, to keep a promise, to sublimate your own feelings, channel them in? What God has given us, he's given us for a purpose. You know, if I were a member of the church and were not the pastor, and I saw the need to sing in the choir, I'd sing in it. I have a hard time understanding people that can sing and they just withhold their talents and sit out there. I want to sit with my wife. I want to sit with my husband. I want to sit there. You can spend all the rest of the week with your husband and wife. Give your talents on the altar for the Lord. I'll be so glad when we get rid of that preacher and he quits preaching like that. That's okay. Just wait a few years. Maybe 20 or 30 more years. Anyway, is anything too hard for the Lord in regard to our tithing, our income? But you don't know how many expenses I have. You don't know how, how, oh my, it's so hard to pay the car payment and the house payment and the children's payment and the books payment and the college payment and all these payments and my credit cards are just way up in the air. You just don't know. Well, I want to ask you, is anything too hard for the Lord? Is it too hard for him to enable you this year to tithe your income? Is that too hard? If you say, yeah, that's too hard, then you're denying what this says. You're denying what the angel told Mary. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord in giving to missions? You know, our church needs to have a continued goal of giving 50% to missions. In our December time and Christmas time, we focus on these world mission maps and we say, let's give and give. Thank God for the $1,600 you've given already, but let's double that. Let's give and give and give, reaching out to the uttermost parts of the world. We have, and this is not to be spoken of openly, and I could not tell the country or the people, but we have missionaries 
for serving in Muslim countries where it's against the law to talk about Jesus. You know who supports them? We do. But let's give them more support. Let's increase our support. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could give 50% of everything that comes into, our, into the coffers of this church to world missions and get the gospel out to the ends of the earth before Jesus comes the second time. He's coming again. And then, is it too hard for the Lord, for us, to have a finance campaign that would raise that $27,000 we have up to $100,000 so we could begin doing something that we ought to have been doing all along? Is that too hard? Well, I'm praying that our church will vote in the near future to have a finance campaign and that we will give and give sacrificially until it hurts that the gospel might be preached in this city and that city, the city might be attracted, their attention drawn to Jesus by a big sign out there on Cave Mill Road and a building going on out there and some work going on. And if need be, another work out there in addition to this work. And let's give and give. Is anything too hard for the Lord? I want to close by asking this. Is it too hard in your life for you to give yourself to Jesus? I talked to a man yesterday. He said, sir, I would like to, but I'm afraid to. I've heard people say, I'm not ready. I don't feel like it. And on and on, this man said, I'm afraid to. You know what he's afraid of? That God will ask him to do something for his glory. The day R.G. Lee surrendered to Jesus to save him, God called him to preach. The day J. Harold Smith gave his life to Jesus as an adult man after he had finished medical school, God called him to preach. Are you afraid to give yourself to Jesus? Are you afraid of what God wants you to do? Do you have your own plans for the future and you say, I don't want to be interrupted. I'm not going to be saved. I'm going to keep my life and use it like I want to. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is it too hard for the Lord to come into your heart and change your mind and your life and your destiny? You can't do it, but God can. Nothing is impossible. That's what the angel said to Mary. Nothing is impossible in your life. That's what God's Word says to us. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing, nothing is too hard if you'll give yourself to Him. He will never ask you to do something that He'll not give you the grace to do. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus is the answer to our heart cry, to our needs. He is the answer to our sorrow. He is the answer to our tears. He is the answer to our rebellion. He is the answer to our fear. Help us to believe that nothing is impossible that nothing is too hard for God if we will allow God to move into our hearts and live the life of Jesus through us. We 
pray in his name. Amen. Let's stand, please. 163. Come every soul by sin oppressed. There's mercy with the Lord, and he will surely give you rest by trusting in his word. Will you trust in him today? Who would be the first to walk down this aisle and say, I want to give my heart to Christ? I'm not ashamed of him. I've been saved, but I need to get busy for God. Or I want to start serving God through this church. I want to move my letter here. Or I want to go on and follow Jesus and believers' baptism. I want to do what God wants me to do. While we begin to sing, who will come? God bless you.